Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to us. This great wide world brought together by the internet. The last three guys do a podcast are here for another go around at discussing the world of sports with Metro Atlanta as our focus. But we're going to branch out and talk about a lot of other different topics as well. And John Morgo or Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown here in our main studio, Leon's Kitchen. So we're back after... Uh, going virtual with Sherman White last week. Great conversation. I want to thank the Pace basketball head coach for stopping stopping by and talking with us from his um, office at Pace Academy where he was working on a Sunday, getting ready for the season, getting ready for the f- next FIBA Under-17 tournament where he's the head coach of the, of the Under-17, Under-16 USA squad. Well, we're still kind of in our holding pattern, but we're getting close to getting out of it. Week two of the NFL Preseason is come. It's almost gone. Leon's Chargers are about ready to take center stage against the Saints from SoFi Stadium, where New Orleans is going to change their mantra, their their fight song from when the Saints go marching in to when the Saints come floating in, uh, as the Southern California area is about ready to be inundated with Hurricane One L Hillary. And we hope everyone there stays safe out there. I mean, it's drenching Mexico. Baja California was just an absolute river through some of their city streets. And that's headed Los Angeles's way. So, again, it's going to provide much needed rain to that area, but just not all at once. So, we, so we're going to check in on that in about a half hour. Falcons, they tied the Bengals on Friday night to go 1-0-1 in the preseason. A 13-13 all deadlock. Uh, the starters stayed in for one series. They drove the length of the field, but then Desmond Ritter threw an ill-advised red zone interception as opposed to the uh, red zone interception that you want to have. Uh, Bijan Robinson... May, may have uh, sparked a lot of tongues wagging with his performance. Yes, he didn't hang around very long, but when he did hang around, he had a great performance. His first rush broke a couple of tackles, almost got a first down, gave that explosiveness the Falcons are lacking. Yeah, Tyler Allegheny had a little bit of it last year, but Dijon Robinson, the eighth pick in the draft, that's who Atlanta wants to see toting the rock on Sundays and Mondays. So that was a, overall, it seemed like it was a good, good, um, good uh, output for Atlanta. Yes, no Joe Burrow for Cincinnati. They're not going to play him with his calf injury, alleged calf injury, until week one against against Cleveland. Uh, not much of the other starters, but still, 13-13. Defense only held up 13 points. I mean, that's something, that's something you got to look at as a positive. Yeah. You've only scored one touchdown in the two preseason games that you've had. So, of course, that's the positive. I think that's what we've been looking forward to anyway with this Atlanta Falcons team. How is this defense going to hold up? How are they going to stand tall? Are we going to be able to make those stops on third down? Are we able to get to the quarterback, get pressure on the quarterback? Can we make the stops at the end of the game? Like, it's it's a lot of things that Atlanta has to ask themselves. And I think <clears> – <throat> with the additions that we we added additions to all three levels we added Calais Campbell to provide leadership and spot and, and spark uh Iyamata from the Saints he's on the line to help out with Grady Jarrett um and then you, you look at the linebacking core that linebacking core might be the most underrated linebacking core in the league 
You're talking about adding Caden Ellis from the Saints. Bud Dupree comes in. Um, the the uh, the subtraction of Mikael Walker kind of I kind of questioned that a little bit. Yeah, but that, it, that it, took a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, it took a lot of people by surprise. But then you add Jesse Bates from Cincinnati uh, back there as a safety with already winning pedigree. Yeah, winning pedigree, right? Was in Cincinnati, knows how to get there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. There you go, Leon. <laughs> so, <laughs> just it's preseason just, for everybody. Yeah, just uh, just give the player whom you were talking about because I'm yeah. not sure we caught that. Yeah, we were talking about um, <clears throat> the gentleman from the, um from Cincinnati who has a winning pedigree. Uh, Bates, 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 Bates yeah. Jesse Bates. Yeah, yeah Jesse adding Bates. him along. Um, you you can't wait to see how that first team defense is going to be uh, when they step out. Listen, Bijan Robinson. I think we knew what he was going to be. We were just waiting to see it in the Falcons uniform. Right. That offense is going to be scary. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if Ritter can do it, if if just depending on how the offensive coordinator wants to do it, right? How Arthur Smith wants to call the plays, how they want to handle Ritter, I believe they're gonna you're gonna see a run heavy team yeah. with Patterson in the backfield. But you've got Patterson and Robinson in the backfield, but both of those guys can line up as a receiver. That's what's the scary part about it. And Drake London made a tremendous catch. I think he's ready to take it to the next level. And, of course, Pitt's back being healthy. You know, he, he was out for the, uh, for the last, like, maybe seven or eight games with the injury that he had. So they already have a scary good offensive line. One of the this top ten, the line is top ten. You got Lindstrom, I think, the best right guard in football. Mm-hmm. So – when you when you have that and you have that pedigree, uh, listen, Atlanta, a- Atlanta can scare a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I do I have them win the division? Well, we'll probably have another show for that. Yes, but you know, listen, it's a toss up. Anybody could win that division right now. Yeah, and Atlanta seems like they want to take it. Yeah, I like I like Desmond Ritter's completion percentage. You know, as far as completing eighty percent of his passes, had yep. a bit of a miscue, mm-hmm. but you know. It's a preseason. We we could chalk that up, right? Yeah, right. You know, but um, good thing is can because right now the division is literally it's it's kind of there's all new there's pretty much all new quarterbacks for the most part in the division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one is really. I, I don't think we're going to have a good grasp of what's going on what's going on in the division until about week three. You know, we got to get some type of see some type of pattern. You know, I think by week three, week four, we could be like, okay, we, we kind of know where this is going at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Carolina has a bit of a rookie situation going on. Um, and the Falcons get Carolina week one here yeah. at Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, Actually, Falcons have off with this game here, they're, ne- they're four straight at Mercedes-Benz. Last two of the preseason, first two of the regular season. Yep, that's right. Green Bay comes in week two. Green Bay comes in week two. And we get to see Jordan Love mm-hmm. in week two. It's a lot going on this year. Oh, a yeah. lot of players have a lot, a lot of players have something to prove. Let's say, let's, think about this: Who has more to prove, Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers? That's yeah. a great question, Leon. Yeah, it, it really is because what are we looking at it in a standpoint here? Are we looking at in terms of championship pedigree, championship or bust? It's Aaron Rodgers clearly. Right. Mm. But if we're looking at, okay, is this guy legit? 
is he for real, it, then it's Jordan Love. Do you actually even belong in the NFL? That's right, yeah. yeah. Like, did Green Bay make a mistake by jumping up? They didn't have a pick in that first round. Mm-hmm. Did they make a mistake by jumping up and getting uh, Jordan Love? Right. Oh, and I'm, I saw the interception, the red zone interception. Yeah, that was – now I'm looking at the highlights oh, from yeah. the Falcons game. Yeah. yeah, that ball looked like it came off of Mac Hollins' um, hands and it popped in the air yeah, and, just, and the just, linebacker yeah. caught it for an interception. But, yeah, it, it depends on where you want to go with that. Because even in, in fairness, the AFC East ain't no pushover. Mm-mm. No. It's not. I mean, it's, it's one of the best divisions in football. And Buffalo I'm, still running it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, Get Up on, I believe it was Friday, mm-hmm. and three of the four people picked the Jets to win it. And I'm thinking, wait, we're, you do realize Buffalo is there? Buffalo's still there. Yeah, you do realize that, guys. And I get it. The Jets are a quarterback away from being there. But the Jets missed the playoffs last year. Right. So Yet defense now, alone could have got them there. Yeah. Right? Everybody in that division has something to prove. The yep. Patriots have something to prove. Yep. The Patriots players have something to prove. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mac, quarterback. Mac Jones, are, what's going on with you? Yep, this yeah. is the year where Mac Jones figure, either figures it out or is looking for a new job next year. Yep, uh, true. Bill, are we going to change your name to William? <laughs> are you going to be William Belichick? <laughs> what's going on with you? Because without Tom Brady, who are you, bro? Yeah. We just want to know. Hey, people just want to know. And as we, we, we bro- broke last week, Ezekiel Elliott did sign. A one-year deal with, with, with the, the Patriots. Patriots, and we said that he was going up there. I believe it was last week we, yep. that we were talking about that. So Zeke is going to be a, a Patriot for this season. Zeke, is this your last year being a feature back, or do you still have some more in the tank? We want to know. Yeah. I mean, is this, is this for real? Like, this is – I mean, I think the Bills – I think the Bills are probably the most – I could see the Bills when, – when you say over or under 10 wins for the Bills, I give them over 10 wins for – Oh, clearly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, it's an over and under 12 for me. Yeah. yeah. I think they get the 12 wins. Easily. Yeah. But, but then we got to look at Miami. Miami has a lot going on down there. Miami defensively uh, might have a second best defense in that yeah. division um, yeah. when, you, when you take a look at what they have going on. Um, the question that I have about the Dolphins is the running game. And uh, are you guys going to be able to protect Tua? I'm like, just saying, like, when he's throwing, is he going to be seeing three wide receivers? Exactly. <laughs> or th- yeah, right. <laughs> or th- is he going to be seeing three wide receivers or three defensive backs? Oh, th- exactly, yeah. <laughs> or three linebackers. Man. <laughs> like, what is he going to see? They have to protect that kid, man. And so, if they, don't, if they haven't beefed up their pass protection on that offensive line, then Tua's going to struggle. Yeah. Big time. And, and their running game – Listen, they missed out on Dalvin Cook. Man, I don't know how you miss out on Dalvin Cook. He's from that area. Yeah. I don't know how you missed out on him. He's signed with the Jets, which makes the Jets look even more intriguing because Cook can be your bell cow running back until Brees Hall gets back, which he's slated to get back probably in week five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when's the last time you heard of the Jets being favored to win a division? Exactly. Since Mark Sanchez was their quarterback, and they had that, they had Bart Scott uh, on that defense. And Revis. Revis on Revis Island. Yeah, that was when the, yeah, that was it. That was it. Do I think the Jets make the playoffs? I think they do. I think you have to make the playoffs. Yes, he didn't make it last year with Green Bay. Detroit came and spoiled that party. But I think with the defense, 
he has a better defense than Green Bay had. Mm. I can say that. So that defense is going to make a lot of noise this year. I, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division, though. Okay. So say, for example, the Jets make the playoffs, which I think they will. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is just that accurate. Mm -hmm. His level of consistency, I mean, last year was, you know, I think him and Green Bay were just over it. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it reflected in, in their record. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, say, for example, Aaron Rodgers gets them over 11 wins this year. Mm -hmm. Very possible. Long-term contract, um, say, about four years. For who? For Aaron, Aaron, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. At age, what, 48? <laughs> 30. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at 73, uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's like Biden running for uh, office again, right? Right. Um, it, it depends on what we're looking at. What is Aaron Rodgers looking at in terms of that? Is he able to mentally prepare for the season? Because it's just not about going out on the field and playing football. Think of the work that you have to do in the off season or even when you come back with OTAs, I have to study a playbook and I have to be in shape uh -huh. enough. I watched that quarterback series on Netflix mm -hmm. and man, the things that Mahomes did before the playoffs started, he had to get faster than what he was in the playoffs because remember that intensity level, it raises, you know, it's, it's preseason, it's regular season, and then the playoffs. Just because you won 13 games, that does not mean you can lose one mm -hmm. in the postseason. And if anybody knows that, it's the New England Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, it's the way that you have to construct yourself. Mentally, can I get myself ready for a potential 20-game season? Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it's going to come down to. That's why Brady – I don't know how Brady lasted this long, <laughs> but that's what it comes down to. And you're saying does Aaron Rodgers at this age even want to put himself Correct. through yeah. that? Like, do I do? Does he really want to go back into a black hole and figure out where <laughs> he's going to go? <laughs> he is the last of the. If you notice, Aaron Rodgers may be the last of the of the of the Mohicans of the 2000 and other other quarterbacks from the early 2000s. I'm talking yeah. like Ben yeah. is gone. Yeah, Manning, Breeze, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Roethlisberger. He, Roethlisberger, yeah. He's uh, the last Brady. One. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's the last of the most. He's the OG. Yeah. Now. Everybody else is new. Everybody, you know, um, it's kind of to, to digress a little bit, just to digress a mild digression. At, at my job, I have um, a, a Warriors fan. He's a you – know, him and I, we were – you know, he's like, oh, I didn't know you liked basketball until last year. Like, well, I've, I've been a Lakers fan, bro. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? But so, what I'm saying, he's like, you got a Lakers – I mean, he's all talking about how the Warriors may have another shot. And I'm like, man, I don't think – I mean, I like both our. I, I like my team, mm -hmm. but it's a new era coming in. We're talking the Sacramento Kings and the Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies and all these other young guns that are going to yep. come through and run these old guys off the floor, man. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? The the team like when we looked at 2013, the new guys were the Clippers and the Warriors. They were the new hotness. The Kevin Durant's and everything like the new hotness. Now these guys are old guys now. Yeah. So you know you got the Milwaukee's on that. Just a little mild digression, but it's the same thing in football right now. Yep. It's a whole bunch of new guys. It's it's a bunch of new kids on the block. Yeah. Right. Everybody yeah. except for Aaron Rodgers. He's the the lone. He's like the the old the, the old sheriff. Still trying to prove that it's his town. Yep. 
Well, he's got a new town, so he's just yeah. He's got a new town, but you know, yeah, he pretty much he got ran. His yeah. old town got they they they, they kind of got they ran him up out of there. I'd say he ran himself out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I agree with you, John. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he, he just, did that to himself. Yeah, he did that. He wanted to get out. Yeah, felt disrespected. Then uh, again, that's a that's a that's probably that's probably fueling what he's doing right now. And the question is, if he does get that measure of revenge that he's looking for, mm-hmm. will he, again, want to go through it for another year and another year and another year? Right. Uh, maybe one more year, depending on how well they do. But I can't see him going any more than two or three. You said four years. No, there's no way he goes four. So if you're, you're the Jets, you're like, you're just really kicking a can down the road, kind of like how Denver was with, with Manning when yeah. they got him. They'll, they'll take, never got a Super Bowl out of it. And if. And they and, haven't had a quarterback since. And, and again, I'm saying if. If he wins that Lombardi trophy. Oh, he's probably gone. Oh, he's about here. After this season. Yeah, he's yeah. about here. Yeah. 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 I, I'd give him that. Oh, you said the Broncos ain't had a, they got They got Russell. They got Russell. <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got Russell. Yeah, but did it work for him last year? No. <laughs> no, it didn't. Well, they got Peyton and Hackett. Hackett was out of his league. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking when they even hired him. But he, he was completely out of his league. You got Sean Payton now. But the thing is, and Denver's defense was actually pretty good last year, you know. So now with him and Wilson together, what are they going to do, you know. Um, listen, the pecking order is Kansas City and L.A. and the Chargers. Yeah. That's the pecking order right there. The Raiders, you just – you just don't know with them. I know Garoppolo is out there. Mm-hmm. He's the quarterback. But you just don't know what they're going to bring. You got Jacobs. He Did he get his deal? I don't think Jacobs no, got his deal. I don't think oh, yeah. so. Yeah, I don't think he got his deal. And, you know, I talked about that running back situation anyway. But, yeah, I just I just think that Denver – Denver could steal the division, but I, – I, I how you gonna steal this. something from Kansas City? No, there's man. no way Denver's <laughs> gonna steal the division. How, how are you gonna? How, how are you gonna do that? If you're Denver, I, if you're Denver and you go 500 or eight, nine, nine, eight, I mm-hmm. guess you can't go 500 anymore. Uh, but if you're somewhere in there, I consider that a victory. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the front office is paying Russell Wilson a lot of money. Yeah. Well, considering considering the toxic sludge that they went through last season, I think anything would be an improvement. Yeah, yeah. but I agree. That's true. Yeah. But when you're paying your quarterback in upwards of a lot of, of nine figures, you, uh-huh. you, you need some of that playoff revenue. That, that's playoff. They're, they're trying to recoup. The, they they got to recoup the money. Right. True. And that money is, is being recouped through playoff appearances. Go back to the NBA with the Trey Young guy yeah. for the Hawks. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're paying all this money. We got rid of coaches for you and all that. We need playoff revenue. Mm-hmm. They just got rid of John Collins. That was, they sent the message with that one. Like, you don't think we, we won't do you like we won't do you the same way? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, but yeah, but with Russell, you know, they're um now. Granted, Russell Wilson is ice skating uphill, so it seems based on everything we we just discussed with the pecking order of the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's it's it's, it's a lot of um black ice on 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 a on that steep hill you have to climb mm-hmm. with ice skates. Right. I don't think he. I, I think. Let's see, they have great acquisitions as far as with the coaching is concerned all that, but at the same time, coaching does not equal personnel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't know if he even has the personnel 
to compete against the KCs and the Chargers. The, the Raiders, they're kind of like in the same situation, but there's not that much pressure on Jimmy G like it is Russell Wilson. Yeah. They, they brought Russell Wilson in to win. Yep. And that's right. Well, yeah. Well, give Denver credit. They've got an easy start to the schedule. Home with the Raiders and Washington back-to-back. That should be 2-0. Yeah. yeah. It should be. Yeah. Washington, to me, is a wild card. Man. Yes, they are, because they, 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 they made some noise last year. Yes, yes, but the news they're making out of training camp is not the best news. Uh-oh. Because word is that the players are privately griping about how hard Eric oh, Bieniemy yeah. is pushing them during training, training camp. Let me tell you something. You are a professional football player in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And you have the nerve to gripe about how hard a coach is pushing you. Yeah, sounds crazy. That that's probably what's gonna make them zero and five. Yes, <laughs> because of that mess. Yes, I I can't. If the Kansas City Chiefs could survive that, I know he didn't change overnight when he went to Washington. I right. know he's got to have the same intensity. Right. I mean, the enemy ran with intensity, man. When he was in the league. Yeah, he was a pretty decent Chargers. running back. Well, yes, with the Chargers. With yeah. the Chargers, Leon. Yeah. So, he was a very good running back in his time. And you mean to tell me he's coaching me too hard. Yeah. He's Stop it. Exactly. Why do you think you're, what, 5-13 and 5-12 and, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Exactly. I mean <laughs> – I mean, honestly, this isn't that this isn't that hard for me. Right, <laughs> you're in the league, man. Like you want, I mean, you want a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. He's pushing you to the best of your ability. He can push. That's what coaches do. Yeah. Coaches push you to your limit. They know what buttons to push. Right, and they know how far to go with you. They know. Listen, this is what you have to do to put the work in. That's why they brought him in. Yes. And he made, and he, and he will be the successor to, uh, to Ron Rivera, because mm-hmm. a lot of people thought Rivera should have been fired last year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they, granted, you know, they, I mean, they, they, the Washington underachieved last year. Would you call it underachiever? Because they did, they, they, they threatened. They did threaten. Were they five hundred team last year? Yeah, they, they were, they was actually in the hunt to. Yeah. Well, remember, and then they came in as defending division champions right um that's when um heineke had ran rump shot and then tampa beat them okay in in the uh in the playoff game but that's when that's because the division was god awful right that you know now you look at the division and you're like well okay dallas they're there philadelphia oh yeah philadelphia is the favorites to come out the nfc the giants um the giants they they just re-signed saquon um, and and really Washington is like right there at the bottom, and they probably deserve to be there because if you got players coming out griping about how hard it is for me to to uh, to be coached by Eric Bieniemy, yeah, how he's hard pushing he's pushing us, hard. yeah, I can't run this route and he's yelling at me. <laughs> Stop it, man! This is what John's thinking, everybody. This is why Washington's an afterthought in the, in, in, in that division. It's mm-hmm. kind of like why they're an afterthought. Yeah. They they shouldn't be like because we're, we're they pre- shouldn't be they shouldn't be an afterthought right now. They're the way we just and we were honest in our in our analysis of the of the NFC South. Yep. To a certain degree, they are an afterthought when you look at the Dallas's, 
people may complain about Dallas, but Dallas is always in the playoffs every year. Exactly. Yes. And I don't see no reason why they can't make it this year. They're, the Dallas, in my opinion, is where the Chargers are at. Uh-huh. Yep. People want to see deep playoff run out of Dak. Yep. Especially yep. the way he came into the rookie season. It's kind of like – it's kind of weird because, like, is he an underachiever? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because the fact is that based on how you came into the league, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go. You know, you have a lot – it's far to go down, but it's like it's, – it's, it's still you, – you're – the Dallas have left a lot more to be desired, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense because they're Dallas. They're America's team, right? Correct. So every <laughs> – John laughed at Allegedly. <laughs> no, I'm Allegedly. laughing because that reminds me of the uh, mud – of the uh, was it the mud peasant scene from Monty Python, the Holy Grail, uh-huh. where Arthur goes up to this peasant and he announces he's the king of England, and the guy looks at him incredulously and says – I didn't vote for you. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas is America's team. I didn't I vote, vote for you. you. <laughs> Did not vote for you to be America's team. Exactly. How, how long? Let's look at this real quick. That's a great point. How long have they been America's team? Since, since Jerry. Since, yep, since Jerry. Okay, since the 90s. Yeah. They did win three of them. Yeah. So that, that kind of, you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because they were the last Some would argue since Landry. Yeah, probably Landry. Yeah. That's better. That, the that's 70s. What, I was wondering about that. But then they did go to the Super Bowl a bunch of times in the 70s. They just only won one. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. They that, couldn't beat Pittsburgh no, in the Super Bowl. They that's just couldn't do it. Was. Right. So why isn't Pittsburgh America's team? Right. Not Dallas. <laughs> well, that, I think <laughs> Pittsburgh. I might have voted for Pittsburgh. I'm not, like I said, I'm not voting for Because they're in the Midwest. Okay. And anything about the Midwest, everything about Midwest is America's heartland. It says blue collar. Okay. Yes. Pittsburgh represents the Democratic Party. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, having, yeah. But if you think about it, yeah, the blue collar, blue collar still work. You know, yeah, the Pittsburgh represents the Democratic Party to a certain degree. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to f- see something here. Oh wow! Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, just looking at the start of the Charger Saint game. Uh, looks like there was a face mask on the pe- on the opening kickoff from the Saints. Now the Chargers have it at the Saint 35. Okay, it's on NFL Network. Yeah, NFL Network. Yeah, NFL Network. I got it. I got I got the it uh, the stats on NFL.com yeah. right now. So, but what I'm saying about reference to America's team. So you would think that uh, I guess America's team fluctuates every every decade. It, if ideally it should, it just doesn't. Like how long have the Braves called themselves America's team? But at least the Braves have a have a good reason for it. Because mm-hmm. Ted Turner, when he bought WTBS, he put them on there, and they were broadcast everywhere. And he, I mean, you could argue that the Cubs had the same had the same idea, but they didn't really go into it as deep as the Braves did. Yes. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah, thought American team in baseball was like the Yankees. Okay. So. It's as much as the Yankees as it is the Cowboys. Yeah. So More people I, hate the Yankees just so they can hate the – because they're so good. Every sport has, has it. Has its village. College basketball has Duke. Okay. College, College football has Notre Dame. Yes. Okay. Uh, baseball has the Yankees. Football, Cowboys, 
Who is basketball? I would have uh, Lakers. Yeah, maybe the Lakers. Maybe the yeah. Lakers. Maybe the Lakers. The most fans. They, the if most you're, out, the if most you're in LA, fans. you'd yeah. say the Celtics. If you if you're in Boston, you'd say the Lakers. You say the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. but that, those two are the rivalries. You yes. Know? So we're going by the most the most out of town fans. That could be. You could say that. Now, who would it be in hockey, John? Canadians. Okay. And, and, they're, and they're, the, the American team enough. is the Canadians. Well, that's the well, team that people team. like to hate. Yeah, the people oh, okay. teams like to hate. Gotcha. It just could so be the right. that the Dallas Cowboys are America's team. It's it's such an oxymoron. Could <laughs> be the Rangers actually, team, but they hate it. Right. Yeah. yeah, it could be the Rangers. Oh yeah, the New York Rangers. It could be them. All right, looks like the Chargers punted. Now the Saints have the ball. Yeah, for some reason. Are they playing in um? They're playing. SoFi? Yeah, they're playing yeah. in SoFi. For some reason, you know. Uh, oh, your Xfinity is acting, acting weird. Acting weird. Yeah, it's acting weird. Like I said, when the Saints come floating in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Again. Yeah. So, back to the NFCs. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, my, that was a bit of a digression. Yes. So, <laughs> with the players complaining about Erica, B, about Erica, Eric Bienemy <laughs> pushing them so hard, and then we have, we, I guess we've come to a conclusion why they've been an afterthought. Why they will be an afterthought. Why they will be an afterthought if you have the players whining about how hard they're paying. They're, you know what I'm saying? How hard and the they're, they're being pushed. But not by how much they're being paid. And the thing of it is, there is no way they're going to win this. In, uh, in the realm of public opinion, there is no way uh, we are gonna, they're going to win this. And it gives Eric Bieniemy a very good out. <laughs> if, if, this, if, this team, if this team does not underperform... Then that wholesale defense is gonna get is gonna get shown the door. Get shown the door. And Ron Rivera will probably get shown the door, and Eric Bieniemy will be your new head coach. Yep, and that's what wasn't that's that what we were talking about? Like just he should have been the fifteen main minutes guy. ago. Yeah, yeah. he should have been the main guy that should have been the head coach. If we feel this way, how is Ron Rivera feeling right now? It depends. I think Ron might right. be looking for an exit. I think he's okay with it because he's had he's had some health scares. When have you heard of an assistant yeah, yeah. coach being more respected than a head coach, though? Who, who has the more impressive re- – when, when your assistant coach has more of an impressive resume than the head coach. That's true. Yeah. But let's, let's remember, too, guys, what the enemy is always – he's always downplayed the whole coaching thing. Right. Saying, listen, when it's my time, it's my time. I ain't worried about it. I know everybody else worried about it, but it's my time. And, and, that's, a, and that's a good way of saying it. But, bro, come on now. <laughs> Yeah, his See. resume is better than a lot of head coaches. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, and, yeah. and getting back to the NFC South, Cara, we talked about Carolina having to play Atlanta. They get Atlanta and New Orleans back-to-back. So if they lose both those games, they're 0-2. They're going to be – they'll be that afterthought that Leon was discussing. Yep. Uh, New Orleans, has, they have Tennessee week one. So maybe a 1-1. One one. We talked about Atlanta – and who who am I who am I oh Tampa well Tampa's got Baker Mayfield, and I think Baker Mayfield might not even get that starting no, job because uh, Kyle Trask yeah. is actually playing his butt off right yep. now. And I know, I know Tampa plays Minnesota Week One, mm-hmm. and I'm not yes. sure that that stings. You can't get beat out of your job by a quarterback who has not made a name for himself. But remember, the the name Kyle Trask goes a long way in Florida. It does simply because of his time with the Gators. Yeah. But man, but he's Baker. At the end of the day, we're talking about Baker Mayfield. He was in a Super Bowl commercial and Tom, and he held Tom Brady's rings for him. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Right. 
Is that a bad depiction of your career? Like, yep. <laughs> hey, here, hold these for me, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Ugh. Man, this man had all kind of commercials at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the progressive ads. Yeah. Ugh. Now you're getting, you're getting beat out of your job by a rookie? Who? All right, Leon, who is your quarterback for your L.A. Chargers in this game? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't blame you because I'm looking him up. I've never heard of this guy. Who is this guy? Easton Stick. That's Easton a baseball Stick. bat? <laughs> it is a baseball bat, actually. He's Easton at, Stick. He's at a North Dakota State. He's got five years' experience. He's from Omaha. No, shoot. <laughs> right, shout out to Omaha. Shout out to the O. Easton Stick. <laughs> Went to South Dakota State, so therefore North Dakota State. North Dakota State, so therefore he did go local to a certain degree. Yep. Yep, and uh, so far in his first series, Miss uh, shoot, I had it for a second. Mister Stick went one for two for five yards. Okay, a little. They gonna pull him out? Right. No, I think <laughs> no. Let, no, let him play. Well, Jameis Winston is starting for the Saints, and he's three of four for sixteen yards. So what? Dang, so and there's no But they just punted. The yeah. Saints just punted, so the Chargers get the ball well, back Derek with Timmy. So they're running with Derek Carr. Yeah. Yes. No, that was never going to be a quarterback competition. No. That's interesting. Not not with Mr. Thirty for thirty. Yes. Okay. That you still have to remember that he threw for five thousand yards that year, but he also threw for thirty interceptions. <laughs> so you still have to remember that. And, and Winston's still a good quarterback. It's not That's like he's saying. bad. Derek Carr is like he he they they better be having they better have a nice record by week four, they better at least be two and two, but if they're one and three, it's a, they they're gonna have a he gonna have a problem. That's right because the Falcons never start strong. No, no, it, it's it's either one and one or zero and two. Zero and two. Yep. Yeah. But and and I think this is the year where it comes up on their side. You know, two two home games, two teams that they should be able to beat. Two teams that they're better than. Right. And so it's it's either this is the year, and if it's not, then, boy, sky will be falling. So the Saints, they start their season off against Tennessee. Yep. And then it's at Carolina, at Green Bay, and, and that at Carolina is a Monday night game. I think that's the doubleheader week where they play have a 7 Oh, right, 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 right. Game. Yeah, that's week yeah, two. That's week two. Yeah, in order for them not – in order for Derek Carr to keep his job, they had to be at least two and two by week four. Mm-hmm. By week five, they got they got to have at least three. They got to be two and three or three or it's got to be five hundred. One game over five hundred, mm-hmm. or maybe one game under five. And we don't see that's a heck of a man. We don't see the Saints until after their bye week, which is their bye week is the nineteenth. We see it on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, well that was what it was. This I mean last year we had Carolina back to back around that time per- yep. time frame. I know the Falcons go on the road at week three for two games. Yeah, they go to Detroit in week three. And you just talked about Green Bay. Where is – oh, I forgot to look. Tampa for week two. And I know Tampa starts Minnesota, and I forgot where they – I forgot to look where they go week two. I got interesting for you. Okay, we got Justin Fields in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Over under nine wins. Let me look at this schedule. Okay, Tampa plays the Bears. Speaking of which, so that dovetails. Uh, yeah, um, over under nine wins. That's. Can I say exact? Yeah. 
I think yeah, I think Chicago. You think he's gonna yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna go even. Yeah. You say even at nine? Yeah, I think even at nine. Yeah, because at a certain point, because it's, it's like certain point, like for example. Um, well, again, again, the, the Bears were just horrible. I mean, what three, two, three wins? Yeah. So, and so you know, you you're not gonna you're not gonna build Rome in a day. No. I mean, you're not. Yes, one of those teams from the from the cellar will make the playoffs. That always happens. It might be the Bears, but you know, just I was, I, you just gotta give them some time. That's a right. four hundred. That'd be a four hundred percent increase on wins, though. Yeah, I think I think Chicago fans would take it, especially because I think Green Bay is going to be just uh, not very good this season. And we can't forget about Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, I think Detroit's going to win it. Yeah. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say eight wins. Okay. I'm looking at the schedule. I, I see eight wins legit on their schedule. Um, I think – I actually think that they're going to shock a lot of people and start off 2-0. and Oh, yeah. No question. Uh, Green I, Bay and Green, at Tampa. The, I, the base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not a shock. I got yeah, news. Right. <laughs> <I got news. laughs> that's not a shock because I'm – all in on that. In fact, I think they'll go four and one to start the season. I think they'll beat Denver at home okay. and go at and go to Washington at Washington and, and beat them. Are you the looking, lone loss? Where are you? Is this? A, oh, what am I looking at? I'm looking at the Bears, right? Week okay, regular, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. Well, no, you're wrong. Uh, week three is Kansas City. Yeah, that's the loss. Okay, okay. that's going to be the loss. I say they yeah. win four out of the first. Yeah, five. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're they're right. going to they're going to with Kansas City horribly. with being the loss. Yeah, Kansas City will be the loss, and then so that's four and one. Mm-hmm. The other four wins I could possibly see is um, Las Vegas. Um, they'll split one with Detroit. Okay. They'll beat Cleveland, and oh, they'll yeah. beat Arizona. Oh, yeah. And then, I don't think they beat Atlanta. I, I think Atlanta's going to be better than what If I'm a Falcon fan, I'm not, I'm, not picking, I'm not picking them to beat my team either. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a given. And they're beating Green Bay again. Yeah. Yeah, I think they sweep Green Bay. Yeah, because yeah. we, que- we asked this a couple weeks ago where I said the Green Bay cleared – Chicago by four wins in the all-time race this last season. Yep. Does Chicago get it back this season? And I think, I think, probably. Probably. It's a lot of players got a lot of stuff to prove this year, man. Because mm-hmm. you got three and fourteen yeah. last year. Yeah. It's it's so many. This is like the most I have never seen a year going. I mean, the anticipation this year, as far as everybody wants, everybody's going to be looking at the, the NFL the microscope this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have. Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas. What are you going to do? Yep. We're going to look at um, – I'm, I'm looking at my guy. How far are we going to go in the playoffs this year, bro? Because that 27-7 left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Being honest. Yep, yeah, yeah. Derek Carr. What are you going to do? In, uh, you got new surroundings. What are you going to do? Yeah. He, he has a lot of pressure on him right now with, with James Winston on him right there. That's a heck of a backup that. That's – that's not actually Easton Stick behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you, you actually have a real quarterback behind you. It's like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, okay, that's uh, one of the best names in the league, though. Yeah, Easton. That's a heck of a name. Yep. If he becomes popular, boy, they're gonna. I mean, the, oh, the advertisers. That wave, advertisers doing the Birdman hair <laughs> rub. Like we could use this guy. Um, we got to look at what Deshaun Watson's going to do in Cleveland because he was like, 
Yeah. Uh, you just put them to be some pushover. Like, yeah, Chicago beat them. Well, the thing of it is, yeah. here, in <laughs> here, in here in Atlanta, we're going to get Carolina and Atlanta for that for that 1 o'clock window. 1 o'clock window. And it'll be just that game. Yeah. And so we'll have just that. Then for the 4 o'clock window, we'll have both of them. Right. Uh, let's see. So I think we already figured out it's going to be Eagles-Patriots on CBS and... Ugh. Got a choice between Packers, Bears, or Rams, Seahawks. Oh, it'll be Packers, Bears. Yeah. At the 425. Yeah. Hey, what's the Seahawks going to see? If they go back to the two, can... Um, and then 830 will be Cowboys, Giants again. And then Bills, Jets on Monday night. If the Seahawks yeah. go to back-to-back playoffs this year with Geno Smith as their quarterback... We, ha- we, might have to recon- we might have to rethink how we view the universe. Wow. Wait, say that again? Yeah. See that, that, <laughs> no, 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 no. What was your question? And, uh, cause because if the Seahawks <laughs> go to the playoffs again this year, back-to-back with Geno Smith as their quarterback, uh-huh. who's going to look like the bigger genius? <laughs> Is it going to make Geno look like the more established quarterback, or will it make Pete Carroll look like a real legit coach? It depends. <laughs> it because it depends on how well the defense do too. Pete Carroll is a defensive is a defensive genius, and and I say that because he knows how to pick the coordinators mm-hmm. for his team. Right? He had Dan Quinn at first as his main guy. Um, he picked some other guys, and the defense has always been there. Now, Gino. Gino had a great year last year, man. Mm-hmm. Gino was a Pro Bowler last year. Yeah. In got, fact, got, he led the league in in uh in uh, completion percentage. And got a nice contract. And got a nice contract behind it. The question is, is this going to be a fluke for him? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if he goes a, back, if he he's going not back. winning the division, the, the 49ers are the third best team in the NFL to me. But what if the Seahawks go to the playoffs? But again? D- I, you know, as much as I as much as I want to agree with you. I think the I think the 49ers are going all in on Brock Purdy. I think so. And no, you're not ready to give him that. I'm not ready to give him that. <coughs> I'm not ready to give him that because now everybody sees him coming. Now, last year they didn't see him coming. Yep. Now we have tape on him. They have tape on him now. Yep. Yep. I'm, like I said, I'm not. And yes, they have Trey Lance, but I think I think they're quietly shopping Trey Lance. Oh yeah, I, I think, and, and I think Lance is quietly demanding a trade yes because he really felt like no this was my team this was supposed to be my team in the future but he got hurt that injury because he was going to be the guy yep before he got hurt if you get injured and your replacement has a winning percentage of over 80 percent yep and we're not talking about over three games yeah but then purdy got hurt in that in that nfc champ in that nfc championship yep and basically san francisco had they had nobody and nobody and that's why the rules got changed a little bit to allow you to stash a quarterback on your emergency roster yep. to prevent that from ever, from ever happening. They made the – I mean, the, the, the NFL gods, the football gods, gave the, the 49ers lemons. They made lemonade. Yep. <laughs> well, we got about 15 minutes left here. I'm John Morgan with uh, Daniel Bolton and Leon. We'll talk prep football in a moment, but now let's swing over to quickly – talk about college i know i said that reinhardt was going to be the starting georgia school in college football this season by about two hours over georgia state turns out i'm wrong two georgia teams will take the field on august 26th the week zero mercer 
That's the Georgia team, but they're playing North Alabama in Montgomery. They might even they might even be at at, at the uh, Camellia Bowl where you oh, got yeah. where you guys where were. We were. Yeah. And the other game will be at Mercedes Benz between Jackson State and South Carolina State. Mm, nice. So that will be a and that will be on on ABC on the twenty sixth. The other FCS game is going to be Fordham and Albany, and I. And let's go quickly to the weekly schedule for FBS. There's about seven or eight games. Uh, it's going to start off at 2.30 with Navy taking on Notre Dame in Dublin, Dublin Ireland. UTEP at Jacksonville State. Massachusetts at New Mexico State. Ohio at San Diego State. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. San Jose State at Southern Cal, 6 ranked Southern Cal. And Florida International at Louisiana Tech. So the big game that week will be Notre Dame Navy. Yes, that's going to be on. That's going to be on NBC, and of course the the uh, South Carolina State game on ABC. Yep. And ESPN will go with UMass and New Mexico and State. New Mexico State. Yeah. Did um. The game day have their um picks for who's winning the conference and who's winning. I don't the know. I don't. Do they usually go somewhere for week zero, yeah, don't week they? Week zero, yeah, yeah. They, they they usually do. And I I would assume they're going to be in L.A. for San Jose State and Southern Cal. They, they probably will, or they'll probably take that trip to Dublin, and and go for the Notre mm, Dame Navy game. That's NBC. Even if it is NBC, they'll still go to the big game. All right, well, yeah, they'll still go, yeah. but. You know, it just depends on how they feel about it. And, and, of course, this is the last year of the Pac-12 as we know it. Yeah. Um, it's As it is, it's going to be the Pac-4. The only way this conference is going to survive Dang. is if it is if it absorbs the Mountain West and or the WAC. But at this rate, the WAC and the Mountain West have all the leverage because they, they need a heck of a lot of teams. They do. They so do. I think... As we know it, the Pac-12, this is its last year. There will be no Pac-whatever next season. Man, it, it is walked into this one, man. So they're, they're going to rename the conference the Pac-Up. <laughs> <laughs> man, I've been hanging around John too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I'm like, like, hold on, hold on. I'm like, double dutch. Hold on. Yeah, man, packed out. Everybody's about. It's crazy. Have you, have you ever seen like a mass exodus like this before? Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. <laughs> Pac-Man. Man. Only they got gobbled up. They didn't exactly. do the gobble. It's like it's like Inky, Blinky, Slinky, and yep. Dinky are just coming after him. <laughs> and Clyde. Dang. We, I, I mean... There's, you you would think that the NCAA would have stepped in, like hold on, let wait wait hold on. No, they're they're letting it happen. They're letting it happen. They're letting it happen, and it, just for the life of me, you have to make this make sense. It won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, who's the two teams from the past? Is UCLA and USC going to the? They the, were the, crazy. They, they were the first. They were the dominoes that started this. Yes. Uh, then you got Oregon and Washington went with them. <laughs> So they're all going to the Big Ten. Yes, wow. Colorado and That's it. U- Colorado they're going and back to the Big Twelve. Right, Dion's going back to the Big Twelve. Yes. Which I, I don't mind that because they started in the Big Twelve. But make this make sense: Oregon and Washington, which is on the furthest of the West Coast you could ever go to, <laughs> and then you have USC and UCLA on the map 
how close is is L.A. and uh, how first off, how close is L.A. Because both of those teams are L.A. Pasadena. Yeah. How close are those cities to the Pacific Ocean? Right there. Ah, <laughs> right there. That's crazy. And we're gonna play a Big Ten schedule. That's, that's what I'm saying. The NCAA or just didn't step in. Like, man, don't wrong, make man. sense to me, man. <laughs> For the <laughs> sake of tradition, we gotta have some type of tradition. They're like, nah, we nah, need we don't need it. Yeah, we're done with that. We're, 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 we're going. We're, we're gonna put 28 teams together. In one yeah, we're gonna do a su- We're gonna we're gonna take our cue from the English Premier League. Yep. Put together a Super League and sell the television rights to the highest bidder. And ESPN will make us god billionaires. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We, see, people are, see the fans are talking about tradition. Uh, the schools are talking about money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tra- tradi- oh yeah. Uh huh. Mm. Tra- tradition ain't paying. That yeah. make, that, that, it doesn't make sense if if it don't make dollars. It ain't making sense. Somebody needs their old their old stadium renovated or yeah. built. Right. Yep. Think about it. All of these college football okay. stadiums. You look. You're Oregon. Yeah. You can call Phil Knight and ask for an oh, and ask yeah, for absolutely. an empty blank check to to whatever stadium, uh, uh, whatever stadium updates you want, yep. and you're telling me you want to go to the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Look, this thing. I said it whenever we discussed it last. It's going to collapse. Last week. That's two weeks ago. It's going to collapse under its own weight. It is. And in five years, six, five or six years, no more. We're going to be back to. Some sort of conference making sense. It because it it makes it takes away conference play. Yes, it takes away the desire and the feel for conference play, especially in college basketball. They didn't think about this. No, they didn't think about this, man. When you when you did this, so the whole all the programs, everything about the school was going to the Big Twelve or to the Big Ten. Or do you want to call it now? Well, or I was the SEC. I was calling right. it the Big Eight, the Big Twenty, but I think, right. and I think it's going to stop at the Big Eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, they're just going to say he's big. This yeah. Big. Just, just, just get the number out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the big con- the a, BC. It's a huge. It's a huge conference. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's crazy. It's huge. So it's called, they might just go like just like they might just turn to baseball. Just forget about it, man. Atlanta. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, American what are you League, National League. Baseball man. might be even worse. What you think? Well, the, it's not baseball that doesn't make sense. It's the schedule that makes no sense. Yeah, well, yeah. That's kind of that's it's a it's a little different. Not yeah. not much, but it's a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. Because we've always had this thing where geography kind of overlaps. Right. Um, now we got to the point where we've just dropped the whole notion of one division plays another division. Mm. We've just uh, from each league, we've just dropped it, and now everybody plays another. Um, almost a home and home. I think instead of playing your your own division three times a year, you only play them twice. Yeah. And now, yeah. so it's like well, I said, it really hurts college basketball because of the conference tournaments. But college basketball is going to be for great. conference tournaments. College, right? ba- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell. Uh, you know who's really going to get the benefit of this? Who? Las Vegas. Yes, they are. Because every conference tournament is going to want to play in Las Vegas. Yep. And with the Big 18 at least having that as flyover. Oh, that revenue is going to be interesting. They are going to want to play there. Yep. And there's already three conferences that play there anyway. Yes. The the Pac-12. I think the, the Mountain the, West, I think. And I think the WAC is there the as well. The WAC is there too. Yeah, yeah. they had three conferences. Yeah, they did. They had three conferences. Yeah, one at one. Yeah. I think one's at Allegiant. Uh-huh. One's, at the, one's at the still the one Coliseum. Uh, I'm sorry, the Orleans. Yep. Um. And then um, I'm waiting for you to get the reference. 
Hold on, say that again. <laughs> one I'm the, thinking of the other stadiums. Is that? Uh, but oh, that's probably T-Mobile. Is probably yeah. the other one, the Orleans Arena, or as I call it, the Still the One Arena. The who? The Still the Water. Still the One. Still the One. Mm-mm, I don't get the reference. Orleans, the musical group from the seventies, oh, still, yeah, yeah, still the one. Still the one. Yeah, gotcha. Boy, that was well, John. That was random. It makes it that you you weave that pattern out of. I'm trying. That was a heck of a pattern right there. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. So you look at the you look at these games and again. San Jose State and Southern Cal. That's going to be that's probably going to be where ESPN goes, if only because that behind-the-scenes politicking and not everything with the conferences. Like I said two weeks ago, enjoy this season because it is going to be the last. And, of course, with all the other sports, I mean, yes, softball, uh, volleyball, tennis, mm-hmm. soccer, you're going to have to go through these. The only thing you can man- – the only thing that makes even a- – it's it's kind of like, as I as – I- said to you guys uh, earlier it's kind of like a soap opera on a comic book it won't make it won't make sense no matter how hard you try so don't you'll just give yourself a headache um, and that's kind of where where this is the only thing that we can do here is have kind of like a bubble situation where we bring all the teams together at at Kansas City and just let them play each other twice in a two in a three week period Yeah, that's 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 the only yeah that's the only thing I can we, think if, of. If we apply too much logic to it, it's gonna it's it's, I yeah. it's gonna hurt your head. Like I said, don't. But it just makes no sense, man. Yeah, uh-huh. don't try to make it sense. You know, you're just gonna give yourself a headache. Yep. And just remember, this thing is it's it's going to collapse under its own weight. You say you get about five years, five or six years. Yes, let the let them have two years with with all the kinks worked out, and they're gonna realize, oh my, they're the, with this franking conference. You know, it's like I said, it's going to collapse, and then we'll be back to with some geographic uh, semblance of order. But again, yeah. sometimes you just sometimes you got to go. You got to you need a little chaos to get order out of it. Yes, and I think that's where we're, and I think that's where we're that's at right now. All right, so we got about five minutes left, so let's talk a little prep football. Daniel and I were at the Pace Academy opener against Holy Innocence, a 24-14 victory from the Golden Bears, and we saw a couple of all-state selections for Priests for 4A, but the ironic thing is they did it on the other side of the football. Nick Morgan, Jacoby Murray, these are all defensive uh, standouts, but they got it done on the offensive end. Jacoby Murray is built like a tank, runs like one, and in the fact that he goes in a straight line and you can't bring him down. And that's exactly how what happened to Pace. They could not stop this guy. Uh, the offense had a little bit of trouble getting getting on track. Maybe a little bit of game day rust for Christian Johnson. We saw some flashes of what he can do. Uh, Max Crawford, I really have to stop harping on his lack of height. I really, I have to. But when you look at him, that's the thing that jumps out on at you. He does have the arm strength, though. He does. He was. He is capable of throwing the deep ball. But he, he and his receivers have got to get on the same page uh, as to where they're going to be. I agree with that. Um, I, I think the the offensive plan was too conservative for me. Um, I, Listen, I, I get it with Johnson. You have to, you know, just kind of let him get his feet wet, let him get warmed up a little bit. He's coming off of an injury. But, you know, you, you look at the receiving core, which is a small, a rather small receiving core now. 
But those guys can run routes, and they can get out there, and they can run. Cooper Williams, um, Terrence Kill, when you have him out there in the open field. George Little was running some routes a bit. It's just a matter of Crawford. If, if I think what would be better, John, is if they did some RPO. Yes. You do a run, run, uh, run pass option. You let him read it. Mm-hmm. You have to get him into that. And what it does is brings the defense up. Yeah. And it leaves it leaves that, that third level open. Mm-hmm. So in between the safeties and the linebackers, you do that and you put Cooper Williams, you let him run a five route or something like that, then he's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, kill. Yeah, a, a dig. Yeah. Or kill. Either one. You, you let him run either of that. They're going to be open because the thing about the receivers – with pace is that they can run after the catch. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hurt, especially Kill. Yeah, we know he Kill can is run. Really hard to stop in the open field, man. So, but the but the offensive line and the defensive line have to be better. They struggled, and we mightily. and I think a lot of it was because they had Brown Schuler out as a fullback extra blocker. Absolutely. He needs to be back on the line, and I think that I yeah having him as a tight end that's you know it's a it's a real good place for him. You know, you could really get him some. Decent uses, but right now you got to get that line shored up, and he needs to be in there until they can get that line shored up with Westminster coming next week. And it's going to be interesting with Westminster, John, because Holy Innocence was bigger. Oh, they were. I don't. I was not prepared for how big they were. I wasn't either. I don't remember them being this big last year. No, <laughs> like right, and and they were just bigger and just stronger, mm-hmm. and they were more skilled on that line of scrimmage too. They were able to seal off the edges. And Pace really just couldn't do anything about it. And, and that's what led to a 24-14 victory. Next week, I mean, listen, good thing it was week one. Good thing it's week one. Remember, Pace does it's have – a region game. Yeah, Pace can treat these three games as preseason games. Exactly. I mean, it really won't get started until we tee it up with Lovett it, it on matters, September 9th. It only matters on momentum right? going into the region. Right. Remember, they went 3-0. and Against the three teams that we're going to play last, that we played last, all year. on the road, all on the road, right. right? We don't want that to be flipped. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. we, we if we can't be Westminster, GAC is probably like a must-win game. Yes, and absolutely. I, and I think we and I think we can beat GAC. I, I do too. And Westminster, we'll just we'll just see what happens. I mean, they've got they're always a good team. They're always a strong test. And uh, we'll just have to see. You can watch that game at 7.30 p.m. on the NFHS Network. Just look for Pace Academy, and uh, the link will come up. Hopefully you are a member of the NFHS. You can also catch it on the NFHS mobile app. Hopefully you've got that downloaded, and and as a subscriber, you can watch that on there. We'll have the results for you next week. Uh, on the last three guys do podcast as we talk a little bit about that and preview the game with greater atlanta christian the following week and we'll also preview reinhardt's season opener with faulkner from waleska that will be a thursday game at six o'clock i believe um, it is okay so you can catch us and then catch a and then turn it back to espn plus and catch the remnants of the georgia state rhode island matchup from center park stadium so that should be a lot of fun as college football will get underway next week and checking in with the chargers and the saints it looks like still no score uh let's see i'm waiting for the score to update let me just do that uh, before we get out of here and call it a, and call it a show, um, 
Got to give you the stats on Easton Stick before we <laughs> before we exit. What a name. Yeah. What a name. <laughs> All right, looks like yeah, looks like still no score, so the defense is having a little fun. Jameis Winston, 6 of 8 for 62 yards. Easton Stick, 4 of 7 for 35 yards. He's also rushed two times for 7 yards. So congratulations, Mr. Stick. Josh Kelly has two catches for 5 yards. Uh, Quentin Johnson, one catch, 16 yards. Keelan Doss, one question, one one catch for 14 yards. Blake Lynch has two tackles. Christopher Hinton with a sack. And I think that's pretty much it on the stats for the Chargers and the Saints. I'm John Morgo with for Daniel and Liam. Thank you so much. You can catch us on Odyssey, iTunes, SoundCloud, AppleTunes, wherever you get your favorite podcast. We appreciate your listenership mash the like button hit the retweet button appreciate everything you do you are the reason why we do this here on the last three guys to do a podcast we'll see you next week when we talk more college football can't wait for that and we'll see you next week so have a good week everybody